Welcome back to the Grace and the Adventure of Leadership podcast. My name is Riley Spring and I'm here with Dave Taylor. And this podcast is brought to you by Sovereign Grace Churches Australia. And our hope is that by listening to this, it'll help to cultivate leadership, which is fueled and formed by the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, We are doing part two of what we started last week on applying the gospel in our lives and our small groups. But before we go there, an update. We got an email requesting a copy of CJ's book. You might not have remembered, (laughs) but we did a book giveaway. Excellent. um, Do we have a winner? We do have a winner. We had one person, our first email. Uh, So Marcus, the book is coming to you. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you read it. And I hope it blesses you. So there you go. Oh, if you awesome. want to be a lucky winner, oh, what yes. could be our book giveaway this week? Well, I mean, the, Another email, one. the emails have been flooding in. The e- one. So I've taken on a personal <laughs> assistant just to deal with the yeah. influx of correspondence. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, we could probably do a signed copy. Yeah. Oh, oh. A book by CJ, signed by Dave. That'd be good. That'd be fantastic. Alrighty. Well, we want to talk about what it looks like to apply the gospel in our lives. And, you know, once you become a Christian, your life becomes with other Christians, church. Um, And one of the ways we do that is in small groups. But Mm. we want to talk and just give a bit of a theology and a bit of idea of how we go about doing our small groups and how we go about thinking about the church is not just this you know, place where you come and hear a sermon and sing some songs and even do a Bible study of things together. But it's much more than that. It's actually a family. Uh, the church is not an institution. It's not an organization. It's not a business. It's not a, you know, a soccer club with singing, um, you know, singing Jesus songs. It, it, it's, it's family. And it, in some ways, it's closer than real family because this is your, your spiritual brothers and sisters. We, we share Christ as our King, uh, God as our Father. Uh, the Apostle Paul says it like this in Ephesians 2.19. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, and he's talking about Jew and Gentile, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So you're in God's home. You are all together one family. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Holy Spirit, or by the Spirit. Uh, And when we take that to mean what it really says, that is an incredible truth. Just as God blessed and dwelt with Israel in the temple in Jerusalem, now he's choosing to bless and dwell in his people as they gather as local churches. Uh, And these churches are not just you know, buildings, but they are the the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit and their family. And we're caught up in this amazing drama and this amazing reality. And so we think our churches and our lives ought to reflect that reality. So how has that played out for you, Dave? Yeah. Oh, look, I I think this is where I've been very blessed to have grown up in a Christian home that really modeled this our family wasn't just our biological family it really was Mm. the church from ever to ever since i was real small you were taught the church is is family and so i think that's always been a real value Mm. 
that I've had in my life and I'm really grateful for my mum and dad and that I'm really grateful that's just been fanned into flame for many years and I think over the years right now I've just appreciated more and more that we really do need each other we're just yep. not designed to do it I mean God could have done it different he could have saved us and then given us a checkbook and pen and uh, smacked the back of the horse and off we go to do mission and said alright all the best I'll be with you mm. But he didn't. Mm. He actually saved us and then said, I'll be with you. And then brought us in together into communities where we learn that we need Jesus, but we need somebody to be Jesus to us. Mm. It's, it's, it's really quite wonderful. It's, and it's so important. You know, the great it's such a gift. Yeah. Oh, it's a massive gift. The great theologian Forrest Gump uh, <laughs> said, life is <laughs> like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Did he study it more? He did. So I think yeah. it's somewhere local. <laughs> but he's so tr- it's so true. I mean, life is has got highs in it where you just want to reach for the stars, but you want somebody to share that with you. Mm. But it has, in reality, many of those. And the longer you're alive and the longer you walk with people in leadership, the more you realize people really do have mm. lows. And so it's just genius and just so kind of the Father to put us with other brothers and sisters mm that have a role towards one another. I mean, when you think about just... Here's a, here's a small sampling of what the Bible calls us to do. We're called to love one another, be joined to one another, honor one another, mm. rejoice with one another, weep with one another, care for one another, serve one another, carry one another's burdens, forgive one another, bear with one another, build one another up, spur one another on, pray for one another, offer hospitality to one another, be devoted to one another. The list goes on. It's clear that as biblically defined, we need Jesus, but we need somebody to be Jesus to us. He doesn't just save us. He saves us into the context of community of faith. And so as Reuben Welsh tells us, it isn't Jesus and me, but it is Jesus and we. Mm. We we need those around us. And so when and I've experienced that numerous times, um, tangibly in my own life and seen it with others. You know, when you're sad or you're grieving and you're struggling, we need Jesus. Yeah. But we we so often need somebody to be Jesus to us in that moment. Channels of grace. Oh massively. Or if you're confused or unclear or muddled and you don't know what way is up, you need Jesus. But so often we need somebody to be Jesus to us, to bring mm. us counsel and help and aid. Or when we're tired or weary or worn out, again, we need Jesus. But we often need somebody to be Jesus to us, to encourage us and to help us and aid us. And so all that to me speaks of tangible family where we, we are in this together. You know, for, for Emma and I and our family moving to Australia, the biggest cost was leaving our biological family. Mm. Um, and that was hard and it's still hard actually 12 years on but one of the joys of that is the church can functionally become yes. your family so your kids grow up understanding so who are my you know as Jesus says who are my mothers and my fathers and my aunties and uncles and brothers it's the church mm. kids it's look around it's just the people around you and so I think this is in part for me what makes the church the dearest place on earth it's mm. like it's so powerful it's so beautiful. Um, it is. And such a such a witness to unbelievers too, which mm. is another facet of yeah. it. People come and in and they're like, what that. have you got? This? What is yeah. this? It's a city on a hill. So yeah, church's family has always been very tangible for me and a real blessing.
Well, we spoke last week about the, uh, the, in our small groups, we're trying to, you know, it's the holiness, sanctification, the battleground. And, and we sort of gave a vision for, you know, in our groups, we want to grow together. We want to put sin to death. Mm. Uh, but this week we're talking about, you know, some of the, the more life aspect, the family aspect of how we're not just, it's not just holiness club. It's also, we're just sharing our lives together. We're running the race together. Yeah. It's, it's oh, long-term yeah. and low-key and it's the job promotion and the job lost. It's the, yeah. you know, the pregnancy and the, yeah. you know, the stillbirth and, and life group and, and community groups and yes. small groups. And just, you know, if you don't do groups at all, but the church ought to be the place where those real matters of life are incorporated into um, how you function as a church, which is why you can't go to church yeah. on YouTube. Uh, right. You no, can't, you cannot. You know, maybe <clears throat> on Zoom you can approximate some of these things, uh, but, you know, God's designed us with bodies for a reason. And I think, yeah. you know, our groups and our lives and our churches ought to be embodied. Uh, they ought to be in a physical place with physical people as much as physically possible. Um, yes. So how have you, how, how have we tried to structure this reality of church's family? We need one another. It's a beautiful gift. We ought to live, live it out. How have you structured that into how you do small groups and, and the life of the church? Yeah. Uh, well, for us, the way it looks is Sunday morning is the best day of the week. You know, yep. we love being together. Honestly, it's the family reunion. We love coming back together on a Sunday to enjoy each other's friendship, to welcome guests, to sing together, to pray together, to hear God's word preached together. We love that. Mm. But when you start to study all the one another's of scripture, <coughs> you're like, how do you do that with 250 people in the room? Mm. So if you're called by God and commanded by God to be devoted to one another, like, what, everybody? How are you going to do that? Bear one another's burdens, like, what, all of them? How are you going to do that? So we deliberately put people in small groups, understanding that you probably can't do that for 250 people, but you can do it for 12. Mm. You might not be able to do it for 15. And a set group of people that doesn't change a ton, we don't, in Sovereign Grace Church, we don't, like at the end of the year, we put everyone back in a hat and give them a new group. Yeah. So no, we actually tend to look at where people live geographically and put them in groups that are close. Yeah. Um, part of the reason for that, bro, is because actually that's what helps to cultivate family. Yeah. So when you've lost your keys or there's suddenly uh, your drain has just blown up, when people live around the corner, it's quicker for them to get there if they live, you know, then they live 40 minutes away and can't even get to you. And yeah. it's now, so we, we put people in geographical small groups uh, that are in effect weekly mm. and really encourage people to really get devoted to them and to be bothered. You know, if, we, if we're called by God to love one another, then let's do that. We're called by God to be devoted to one another. Let's 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 do that. How does this work? How does this function? With the aim, do we want to be family? Mm. Let's get close. Relationships are a mess worth making. Mm. Let's get close to one another. So that the I suppose the aim in my mind in part is so that when somebody is missing or if somebody is present, you can tell by the look on their face they're not going great. Yeah. You haven't That's even good. asked. But you're close enough to go, what's up? Hmm. That's family. Yeah, and, and you share, by sharing Christ together and sharing your life together, you share this bond and this vulnerability yeah. that, that binds you together. And yes, it's a really, really special so. bond. And 
a really powerful thing and it's been so helpful in my yeah. life and I wouldn't live life without it I don't think you know and that's it's what we special. do the same thing in our church as well it's very special I, I think sometimes sadly um, this type of church life is just classed as an optional mm. when I really don't don't think it is J.O. Packer in his book God's Words he says we should not think of our fellowship with other Christians as a spiritual luxury an optional addition to the exercise of private devotions. Fellowship is one of the great words of the New Testament. It denotes something that is vital to a Christian's spiritual health and central to the church's true life. For the church will flourish and Christians will be strong only when there is fellowship. Hmm. I mean, that's profound. And it does just go back to what you said right at the start. That's why for us, we, we're never going to have online church as an option. Yeah, You just can't do it. It, as in biblically defined, it doesn't function. You cannot. You can have an online service, but that's different to online church. We're talking yeah. about two different things. Um, yeah, you, a true yeah. church, you're like, no, we're going to need to be like in the same room, mm. <laughs> physically present to encourage, to pray, to carry one as burdens, to be bothered. To, it, it, it's something tangible. We are physical people. It doesn't work in an online world in the same way. It'd be like... Um... I think I've read it in a quote somewhere that doing that would be like a, a brick in the middle of a field saying, I'm a building. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, you're yeah. not because you're not with everyone else. It yeah. You might be being served by some ministry you're watching online, mm -hmm. but you're not, you're not the holy dwelling place and you're not being Jew and Gentile put together. And the, the wonder of the church exactly. as well is what Paul says in Ephesians three. And I remember hearing this for the first time um, up at EV church, Tim Baldwin was preaching that, that the church with its all of its differences and all these weird people and not all the same ethnicity or socio-cultural groups smashed into these small groups and God puts that on display to the it's principalities wonderful. and powers yeah. uh, and that's a demonstration yeah. that the gospel works that you can have you know uh, English people and uh, US people and Australian people and yep. you know Ghanaians and yeah, you know Filipinos all together and they're not beautiful. bound together by their family or their religious or, cult, or religious ties but cultural ties but yep. Christ you can't get that when you're watching something online uh, and so no, you cannot um, no. no I mean so much of the Bible doesn't work the, the, the need for unity the need for togetherness mm. well, you, don't, you don't have to do that online you just pick and choose it's actually one of the reasons rightly or wrongly but for us we actually only have one service because we yeah. don't want people picking and choosing on their age group or preferences. It's like, no, we're a church. We're trying to be multicultural and multi-generational mm. deliberately. Yeah, because that's what it looks like to actually build family. It's not a family if everybody is aged between 18 and 21. No. That's it. That's youth. And, it, and I'm sure it's great. It's you know, there's a place for that. But you're yeah. like, well, that's not really family in the same sense. It's three school years. And so we deliberately do one service to deliberately force multi-generations together. So I love watching these six-year-olds worshiping alongside their dad and their granddad. Mm. That's a happy place. Yeah. And I love that. So, okay, we've given a, a vision for it. How do you make that happen practically? Mm -hmm. uh, like, you, to make it happen practically, you need a theology of it. You actually need to believe that this is what the Bible's calling, and yeah. then you need to structure things around that. You yeah. can't have drive-through church, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But how, yeah, how do you actually help a small group leader or a, a pastor transition from sort of a service mentality or we're, we're happy to come together for an hour or two to hang out and do a Bible study, but I'm not really going to 
you know, say, oh, I'm considering this job, what do you think? Or I'm considering this woman, mm. you know, for marriage, what do you think? Or I've got this sin, what, mm. what is your perspective? How do we get to that place? Mm. How do you help that happen? Yeah, well, I think like for, for me personally, I think most things in life come down to leadership. It just mm. come down to your leaders because they're going to create the culture mm. of any given group. Um, so I think that preaching and teaching piece is vital. So the whole church understands what we're talking about, what we're saying here. Yeah, and we, we often have... come back and do a series on these principles oh, regularly. Yeah. Every year you're going to hear something on this, yeah. you know, because we just forget and we gain new people and they're not used to it. I mean, if you come through starting point in our context, you're going to get taught on this yeah. as well. So, get, get, you know, you're constantly breeding in that this is a reality. But then your leaders, you, you know, mm. so we, it, for us in, in Wurunga, we have um, senior leaders and then assistant leaders. So there's at least four that are involved in helping create that culture of the group. And we deliberately set it up the way we want to set it up. So we yeah. talk about building a spiritual community and a relational community. The relational community is a lot of what we've talked about here, as in build a family. Yeah. Celebrate birthdays. Celebrate events. You know, just find ways. We're going out for a walk today. Does anybody want to come? What, what can we do to develop these relationships? So we have like, you know, at least a monthly ideally Sunday lunch for our group anybody wants to come can bring your kids go around different people's houses hospitality but then also a spiritual community otherwise you can end up like a soccer club you know that is also quite close yeah but a spiritual community is now hey not only are we close relationally but we're carrying one of those burdens and I want to pray for you and I'm bothered about you and how, how can I stand alongside you better how can I encourage you mm. and so we really train our guys to have both of those things in mind. Now, obviously, it's all built on the word, and we're applying the word in both of those contexts. Mm. So that that's a given. Everything is wrapped up in that. But we don't just say, well, here's the word. Go through a Bible study and go home. It's like, no, no, no. We want to apply the word, which means family. Yes. It means building together and applying wow. these one another's. And so we actually teach through the one another's and get, get guys trained in how to do that. And it means as well structuring a night to get super practical so that you actually have enough time for people to have enough time to actually share what's going on. Absolutely. So rather yeah. than a 12-question, you know, study, it's like, okay, here's two questions, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and being willing to even ditch them. Yeah. So something ha- or somebody's coming and they're upset, well, we're going to be talking to them. Yeah. You know, saying, hey, listen. Is everything okay? Can we can we pray for you before we start? And obviously you're upset. You don't have to share, but do you want to? And that those nights can build so much. Yeah. And if we're not doing that, you kind of wonder what are we doing? Mm. You know what is going on? So yeah, we do structure with questions, but we have no great expectations. We're going to get through lots. And and exactly like you said, we kind of have two, three, maybe four questions max. And the whole premise is actually review and apply. So reviewing what we've been taught, but then applying it. And we're applying it into a family environment, mm. which is we're all in this together. So how can we help one another and spur one another on? And um, They're rich times. I reckon one of the best ways to test how deep a group is going is to look at the prayer requests. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I think that's where, you know, where rubber hits the road, that's where you're saying to God, this is what I'd like you to do. And that's what you're saying to your group. This is what I'm willing for you to know about me, what I really yeah, that's want. Right. That's true. And I remember in one of the groups I was, I loved this group and I love the people in this group, but it seemed as though that the prayer request stopped at uni exams, cats yeah. that were sick and grandparents. <laughs> and like that. 
Um, and it partly was because <coughs> we had five minutes left at the end of the time, but yeah. partly because the group almost wasn't structured for that. Yeah. But now, you know, by God's grace, sometimes in our group, people are sharing about, you know, not being able to fall pregnant, infertility, yeah. um, the, yeah. the challenge of long-term singleness. Yeah. Uh, it's real. You know, real marriage problems and, and things like that in a group context. And now everyone yeah. knows, and that's a miracle of God's grace. And, I and think, that's family. And that's family. You know, you get tight. Yeah. You get tight in those moments. Yeah. And, you know, what is the effect of that? Somebody shares like that. You want to do the same. Yeah. Because you're like, I want to be known like that. I want I want to be known and I want to know others. Mm. How else are you going to do it without being vulnerable and just opening up your life? Very special. A couple of other practical things. Um, what, what And going off that, one is that we work hard on the leaders being vulnerable to set the tone. <laughs> 100%. Uh, yeah. So you lead in humility by sharing your sins first, by sharing your struggles first, by yep. not holding back and being the, the saint who is like, well, I, I will pray for you with all your sins, but looks like yes. I'm pretty good. <laughs> yes. Oh, if you could pray for... Yes, yeah, very my, good. It is cat. definitely a walking alongside mentality, not I'm at the top of the mountain, please come up. Yeah. And I've always appreciated that about you. And I think a lot of people in our churches have appreciated that about you, that you're just Dave, who's a <laughs> regular suffering me. Christian, struggling yep. and needing just grace. Pilgrims. Yep. And the second one, and I think is worth ending on, is we teach people on how to play their part and that they have, that you're not just attending group. You are, you have to make it happen. Yeah. It's not up to the leader. It's up to each one of us to bear one another's You've got burdens. to come and build. You got to come and build. Yeah, and and so we expect people to come every week, mm-hmm. if they can. You know, yeah. obviously with grace, but it's not like oh, if you can make it once a year, you know, that'd be great. But coming yeah. ready to build, you, play your part, and I think leadership is so important in that. And as well as it is when people are it struggling, is. it's not like oh, I'll help them. It's like hey, you know, so and so, could you help them? Could you build this? Could you create a roster so that the 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 whole group. Um, is playing their part. I think that's very really much. Crucial. And and the other side of the coin is, you know, if you don't do it, if you don't do this, you know what it's like. Somebody joins, they don't really ever get fully knitted into a group. You're then having a conversation within six months because they're saying, oh, I don't think I really fit in the church. I don't really feel like I got any friends. You know, how's your group going? Oh, I don't really go. Uh-oh. Okay, well, <laughs> there's a clue there. That's that's where you get to know people and be known just so important mm. you know if you i think unless your church is only 15 people you're not going to get to know lots and lots of people so where are you plugged in where are you doing life god has not made us ephesians yeah. he's not made us to be long rangers for jesus he's brought us into that context fellow believers citizens you know bricks alongside mm. one of the be built to attempt we need each other we're connected and committed and mm. that's where everything changes and if you don't do it that everyone's doing the one another's together, then the leaders just burn out. Because they, oh, they're they not pastors, bombs. B, A. And B, you just don't have enough time to care for everyone individually. And so oh, disaster. everyone has to play their part. And that's what makes it fun because it helps people grow and it teaches them discipleship. And it's just crucial. And, and you know, the, a big part of the context, even in group life, because it's family life, is the Lord will give different members different gifts. Yes. And so part of the fun... <laughs> is watching different people emerge with different gifts. Mm. So a group flourishes, and all the leader's doing is throwing different people the ball, if you know what I mean. It's like, this is so much fun. You're just way more gifted than me. You should do that. And 
I love that. Mm. I love watching people use their gifts. Yeah, it's so fun when like, yeah, you want to say something, a truth or something, and someone just comes in yeah. and is like, I think this, and you're like, so, oh, good. So yeah, that was good. Like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'll just say nothing. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was part two on applying the gospel in our lives, in our small groups. Uh, this is such a key thing for us in what we're trying to do in our churches because we just we love the Lord and we love His people and we want our churches to feel like family and to bless people as a family ought to, helping each other grow. If you want to hear more about Sovereign Grace Churches, you can find us online uh, and you can find out more about the Pastors and Planters Academy. If you are looking for training in pastoral ministry or looking to plant a church or you know someone who's in the process of looking, send them uh, to the Pastors and Planters Academy website and they can find out more about what that might look like and how you know maybe Dave and I could help them. Um, God willing, we'll see. Maybe not. <laughs> All right, see you guys next time.